before we get to those juicy topics, uh, maybe Zach can catch us up on a few things that we had uh, pending. Sure. Um, thank you, David. So hello, everyone. Again, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. And I think today uh, my part will be short. And because we have several important things uh, on the pipeline to discuss. So I will just briefly share uh, update everyone about three things. Uh, one is actually the DEX uh, update. As you know, we have successfully tested uh, FX wearable, whereby many of you actually tested and placed a long or short position on derivative products, uh, in, especially on the FANG stocks. Uh, it's been a very interesting uh, process. Some of us in the office actually made a lot of money and some actually lost a lot of money by putting long or short position. And of course, those are just uh, test tokens, uh, worry not. And all those testings that many of you here have done have been help, will help us tremendously in improving alpha and getting a beta out. And some of the things that we want to work on for beta, one is actually the closing of the position. Some of you have um, reflected that it is sometimes uh, erroneous to close position. And that is one thing that we need to improve. The second thing is actually to think what other things apart from the FANG stocks that we want to include. We have heard uh, various feedbacks. Some actually say palm oil index. Others have said, what about S&P index, the, the REITs, the ETF? And these are all very interesting proposal. In principle, whatever that we can get from the price oracle, we will be able to trade it. Of course, we want to do it step up, whereby we introduce these products, uh, these tradable products slowly. And we will be discussing interne internally on what to come up with. And of course, third thing many of you have mentioned on the forum is how to get the world to realize about variable and including naming is something that is seemingly very simple, but so you know, we have spent um, our fresh amount of time debating how to name the product. And at the forum, you can also voice your opinion and we shall um, figure out what to name our product together with the community. The second one is actually the EVM update. EVM update is something that a lot of developer in the community is actually very much anticipating, including Foxcoin, which actually wanted to uh, present today, this week, but um, we have decided to do it in the next all hands when Foxcoin can actually put his marketplace up on the EVM, whether on mainnet or testnet. And for those of you that follow the forum closely, you know, one of the breakthrough that we have uh, somewhat uh, more or less solved is actually to sync uh, the token amount from an FX address to a traditional 0x address, which is a hex address, which is used by the majority of the EVM compatible blockchain. The, the very important thing of this thinking, uh, of this support is that um, with that, we think we can just support MetaMask out of the box, which is actually very critical because many of us here, all of us here, 
Twitter have FX Wallet, but I think to go beyond FX Wallet to get MetaMask support is very critical. So um, uh, the syncing of FX addresses, uh, you know, address that starts with FX to the zero X addresses, which is supported by MetaMask is something that we have been working on. And there's an ongoing discussion uh, on the forum uh, about this. So um, I think we should be able to fix that soon. And uh, EVM is really uh, at the end of the tunnel and we will see the light soon. And uh, thirdly, of course, is that um, this week, we also have uh, a few friends to join us today, as David have mentioned, and they will also take the floor in the second half of the, of the session. So I think, David, that is uh, all from me. Okay, so I'd like to uh, I'd like to turn to the uh, the guidelines uh, for uh, uh, EGF proposals uh, because we did have uh, experience with it. Uh, some of it uh, not so positive uh, in terms of the community's response. Um, and uh, in response to that, Richard's been working really hard, taking suggestions from the community as well as uh, uh, accumulating. A lot of uh, different uh, uh, experiences from other platforms, uh, and he's come up and has shared uh, with everyone in the forum uh, a, a draft of uh, of guidelines. So, Richard, you're the creator. Uh, why don't you uh, Why don't you give us a, an introduction to those? All right. Thank you, David. Um, so, I'll just share this. I'll share my screen. Uh, can you see it? On the yes. Version? All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll spend about 15 minutes to go through all this information. So bear with me. I think most of us are more uh, inclined to spending, you know, one minute on TikTok videos rather than 15 minutes going through a very lengthy proposal. Um, so uh, first up, actually, I'd like to thank, you know, uh, all the community uh, members like uh, French Core, Superbit, and, you know, Risk Truth. Uh, they've all put a lot of inputs into this document and they've helped refine it. So um, yeah, let's just run through. So the overview is, um, you know, as the previous proposals have highlighted, like Dalvers and uh, the Nami projects, right? That um, we have a bit of an issue with uh, decentralization, especially when public uh, internal or team validators do not vote uh, to remain neutrality. So uh, we have come up with a proposal uh, on that. And we'll also go through the process flow on, you know, um, you know, guidelines, interviews, how you're being onboarded, and also the tiers and the categories. So which um, tiers, you know, an individual is eligible for, right? Let's say they are only eligible for, to request for up to 5,000 USD. And I'll dive into the EGF proposal form. So first up, um, here is the proposal. Uh, all proposals will still be voted on chain, so we'll remain status quo. But as you know, the Dalvers project has highlighted, um, we have an issue where even if all the public validators do vote, uh, they would not, I mean, a proposal would not reach quorum. So uh, my suggestion is that 
um, you know, we form an internal team of uh, three committee members. So depending on the type of project, like let's say it's a NFT marketplace, then the committee members will be three smart contract developers. Or if let's say like Kronos, right? Um, they have launched a proposal on market making. So it will have a team of three, maybe system engineers or traders. And each uh, committee member will have 5% of the network's voting power. So they will function independently. But you know, if let's say you filled up all the guidelines properly and it passes each member, um, then you increase your voting by 5%. Um, so the process flow is that, um, you know, we'll start off with an inquiry form. So from points five, one to five of the EGF proposal form, which I'll take you through later, um, this is something that you need to fill up and uh, start an inquiry with the team. So after that, actually, we will come up with um, better guidance and also come up with other support opportunities. Uh, other uh, beyond monetary support, like for example, technical advice or technical help. And also to identify other projects that you can collaborate with. And if let's say both parties agree that, you know, we still need uh, financial support, then, you know, you will resubmit or submit a complete EGF proposal form. And after, you know, evaluation, after a few rounds of technical interviews, after funding decision, and after onboarding, then the funds will be dispersed according to the different milestones set uh, in the guidelines. So the funds will not be uh, dispersed one lump sum uh, initially, but it will be dispersed according to the different milestones. So... Let's just dive in into the uh, tiered amounts and categories. So this is based on the data I've collected as well across the different grants. So individuals um, can request up to 5,000. Uh, individuals and small teams can request up to 10,000. And you know, small teams and startups uh, are capped at 50,000. Uh, for companies and foundations, uh, you can request for more than 100,000, but I'll say that uh, there's a soft cap of 100,000 for now. So all these are denominated in USD. So the fund will actually, um, the grants will be paid out in FX tokens. Uh, the amount will be calculated based on the exchange rate at the time of payment. And, you know, we'll use uh, the exchange rate in coin market cap. So here are some of the categories that, uh, I mean, you can put into your uh, EGF proposal form. So this is more to uh, highlight and to really help the team understand your project better, to really help you as well. So, you know, you have your blockchain network layers, you have your uh, DEXs, you have your NFT marketplaces, like maybe Foxcoin or um, the Dalvers, right? Or in-game apps, right? Uh, and also wallets, like your NAMI proposal and market-making bot, like, you know, uh, the Kronos proposal. So this is a detailed 
guidelines. I won't go into details, um, but I'll just share with you certain key points here. So the overview is, um, I mean, your project name, your team name, which category you belong to, the level of amount you're requesting for, and after which, you know, your project description. So this is very important as well. Um, you know, is it at a stage of just proof of concept? Um, what are your mockups? What are your designs? Uh, do you already have a UI or do you have any kind of documentation or any data, any research data to uh, showcase for your project? And after which you have to fill up the team profile. So this is another important point. So um, we are a blockchain team and let's say you are supposed to create an NFT app. Uh, it is very vital that you, know, you have your GitHub repo uh, of your team as well as each individual team member because you know, it really shows and reflects credibility. If not, uh, you know, especially in the crypto space, anyone can impersonate someone else. So I think this is very important. Um, as well as the ecosystem fit and impact. So um, this really helps, you know, and gives back to the community. So we need to know how this will benefit us as a community, right? Uh, and, you know, you'll score brownie points if, you know, you show that or you promise that you have tangibles uh, that you can give back to the community. Let's say you create an NFT marketplace. Um, uh, maybe you could say that 20% of the initial minted NFTs will be airdropped to the community. So this will really show that you are willing to give back to the community and there'll be a high chance that this proposal will pass as well. Um, and point five is development status. So um, any technical dilemmas, you know, any difficulties finding support in the community, so points one to five will be in your inquiry form. And the remainder, which are more costs, uh, associated costs will be in the formal proposal. So for budget and impact, right? Uh, you do have to research on the breakdown of all the associated costs. Let's say you want to hire uh, a dev team to help with your marketplace. Uh, you need to do your research and say, okay, this is how much uh, a death will cost in the market right now. Let's say 6000 per month. And then put that into your associated cost and the cost breakdown. And for the development roadmap, you know, you have all your costs, associated costs um, already known. And you, the key point here is to have a milestone. Let's say, you know, you want to create a wallet, a browser extension wallet. Maybe the first order of business is to be able to connect with the blockchain network layer. So that's your milestone one. And that will cost you maybe about $5,000 to complete, right? So the funds will be dispersed upon you achieving that milestone. And then, you know, you have your milestone two, your milestone three, and all the other milestones in this uh, guidelines and be as detailed as possible. And you know, 
also for your future plans, whether you know how you want to maintain and manage your project, because this is also very important. Um, you know, a lot of times, like even after the project is completed, you still need to do like security updates. So these, as in this will be your uh, proposal form. And I was thinking of putting it to our GitHub repo. And so anyone, any proposal can just fork this repo and um, yeah, uh, showcase it to the wider community as well. And before I end off, uh, I'll just like to share with you a bit of uh, the info that I have. Uh, let me just share my screen again. A bit of info across the different grants, the data, right? So uh, the Uniswap grant pro program, uh, in a nutshell, right? In the last quarter, there were 84 proposals and only two projects were approved. So that's about 2% approval rate. And you know, there's about 17 uh, projects that are pending. So this also shows that, you know, even in four months or three months, right? Um, it's not really, uh, the team might not be able to um, really approve that proposal. So it takes time. And also, you know, um, across all the different uh, grants out there, like Web3 Foundation, uh, they have a cap of 100,000, okay? Uh, Uniswap as well, about 100,000. Even the Ethereum Foundation as well is about 100,000. Okay, the max is actually Uniswap. So Uniswap uh, was able to uh, be granted 50,000 plus 120 ETH in 2018. So at a max of uh, the price of ETH then, it was about 120,000. So this is just really put things into perspective. Yeah, that's all from me. I just want to really thank Richard for, for putting this together because um, there were a lot of different voices uh, coming at you all at once, uh, both internally and externally. Um, and I think you've put together a really, a really solid, uh, solid set of guidelines. And I want to thank you because I think it'll, I think it'll help us uh, be significantly smoother uh, as we, as we uh, look at different proposals coming in. Hmm. I think one key thing is that um, the on-chain governance process remains the same which means uh, anyone can still apply for anything. And this guideline is more to tell the developers that, hey, uh, from the experience that we have gathered from Web3, uh, Uniswap, Ethereum, this is likely to be the size and the approval probability. And it is a good reference. And to help us to uh, work with future proposal, what we are planning to do is to actually have a committee whereby it comes from three technical people uh, from the team. And each of them actually represent approximately 5% of uh, the company foundation voting power. So this is a little bit uh, of a departure from what 
our stand was which that uh, the foundation validator will not vote at all. And instead of not voting at all, we will choose three uh, subject experts. So if the next proposal that comes out is an NFT marketplace, then we would have uh, smart contract developers um, or devs of developers forming the three committee. And if all three um, agrees uh, and green light that proposal, then that proposal itself will have 15% of the voting power from the foundation. Uh, but then again, um, anyone can still go on chain uh, without the approval of this committee. I think that uh, is also to keep uh, the essence of the governance alive, uh, fully transparent, which uh, some of you have mentioned, uh, Nami have also mentioned it quite a bit, super bit as well on the forum, yeah. Good, I think uh, if it's okay, we can take questions now mm -hmm. uh, from, from those attending and uh, since R Richard's here to answer and Zach, so. Uh, are there any questions? I, I saw what I don't see hands on the thing that I have. Um, yeah, there are some questions on the chat. Uh, David, would you like to read it out or do you want me to? I can't. You, you uh, can read it out because I can't see them. Okay, so uh, Raphael Francis said that uh, it puts to perspective why the Dalvers proposal failed. I really thought the 600,000 requested was a bit too much. So it's more of a comment. Uh, French XCOR said that, but we need also to ensure the community spend pool does not grow too fast compared to the funding of new features and of the growth of the ecosystem. The same applies to EGF, which doesn't grow. Uh, okay, I think that is a great point. Uh, I think we need to hash out a little bit what you mean by the community spend pool, but I think French core has made ample uh, good comments as well on the forum. Uh, okay, and the next one is, is a, a real question. So Raphael asked, how can we assure the community about the fairness of the judgment of the three people? Don't you think the three people should be from outside the FX organization, perhaps even some consulting companies? Um, I think David or Richard, uh, feel free to weigh in, yeah. No, I... Uh... I, I appreciate the, the comment. Uh, I don't think it's, it's uh, practical to, uh, to enact, at least at this point. Uh, there may be uh, you know, somewhere along the line after we've kind of got this rolling uh, that we can look at that. But the, the point is, is that, I, I mean, I think that it's really important, uh, at least from my perspective, to understand that, again, decentralization doesn't happen uh, all at once. Um, and so there are uh, you know, various interests uh, that, are, that are competing. And while there's certainly a, you know, a keen interest in, in fairness and equity into how it's implemented, uh, at least at this point, I feel quite certain that our own three, uh, you know, wh whomever is picked as uh, uh, part of that committee, uh, I'm, I'm at this point not concerned about a, a lack of fairness. Uh, though, again, I think that some some point down the line, it could be considered that would, you know, I mean, that would increase the uh, to have external uh, developers sit on a committee would also, uh, you know, really would be expensive. Uh, and so, you know, I think that ha that would have to be a, a consideration also. That's just my own opinion. 
Mm. Okay. If, if I may. Yeah, French. Uh, correct. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, ask the question. Yeah, actually, I was uh, talking about the community span pool. Uh, as we can see it in the explorer right now, uh, it's uh, currently, uh, uh, it has currently something like 30 million uh, FX uh, tokens located to it. And my, uh, my worry would, would be that uh, actually the FX mainnet is pretty young. We have already 30 million FX uh, going uh, through it. And, and what if we don't spend it for the real uh, growth of the uh, FX ecosystem? I mean, we will soon have 60 million, then 90 million FX. And I mean, that's going to grow very fast. <laughs> And yeah, my, my only question is, uh, uh, what are we going to do with all this? <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we can go fast as well, but uh, I mean, it's more of a question of how do we do it? Mm. Um, I mean, uh, I think to start, uh, it's a good problem to have. Um, and... As you rightly rightly pointed out, uh, French X Core, um, even our FXDM distribution is really simply too slow, right? Um, you 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 commented if we were to go on that speed, it would take us twelve years or I don't know one hundred twenty years to finish. Um, um, I think your concern is uh, very legit, and I think you sincerely want to um, push. Uh, proposal and projects forward so that the ecosystem grow. Um, we definitely won't be distributing at the rate that we are right now. I mean, FXDN is just starting. Um, it, it has had some delay. So um, it, uh, we, we are distributing it uh, much slower, but uh, rest assured that definitely is definitely going to pick up. Uh, let me give you an example. If uh, we are listing on a certain exchange which requires a listing fee of, say, $1 million, which is uh, pretty common. Uh, so that itself would really just uh, speed up the whole uh, spending. And if you work with, um, you know, uh, big uh, names, uh, YouTubers, uh, brands, that would also speed up. So I, I think uh, it is definitely not a linear line that, uh, that we are seeing. It will be very much highly incremental yeah all right thanks uh, I'll, I'll come back to the later anyway after the we discuss the, the new proposal uh okay sure and superbit says that um i don't know if you are at work superbit <laughs> like you normally do i think the three internal committees is a good thing to point out technical feasibility and better decision making aiding to all down members um of course i think we should uh, the, the three decision-making process should always be uh, taken on the forum as much as possible, yeah. So um, we do have a, a few other matters before we get to uh, Kronos. Just one, I wanted to do a quick one on uh, FXDM uh, that we have, uh, we're in the process of updating the award amounts. We started off too low. Uh, and that was not attracting uh, a lot of the, 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 the creators who, who really do value and appropriately so their creations. So we've boosted up the, uh, 
the award amounts. We're also working on uh, finalizing a, uh, a separate website uh, for, for FXDM to be able to, to, uh, to be able to spread the words, the, the word better, and also to be able to uh, facilitate in people uploading uh, their creations. And then the, the next item then is Kronos. And I, I thought that the best introduction to that would be uh, from Danny to explain uh, just sort of in simple terms why uh, why we, we want to have or why we're considering having a, a, a market maker. Danny? Hi. Uh, yeah, thanks, David. Hi, uh, hi everyone, boys and girls, uh, gentlemen and ladies. So this is Danny. So uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hi guys. So uh, this is Danny. So uh, thank you, David, again. So so basically, when we talk about market making, uh, no, you know, non-financial people might think this is something very subtle or very complicated and sophisticated. So um, you know, look at it into this place. So in the market, they got ten apples. So I know as a seller, right, you want to sell it as high as possible. As the buyer, you want to sell it as low as possible. So, so for example, when today we want to buy an apple, so this apple probably costs $1. So as a seller, when you have 10 apples, you are comfortable to sell one, an apple for $8. But when, it, but when the buyer buying, keep buying the apple, like, you know, left only five apples, then the seller might think, well, probably the Apple's market today is pretty good. Then we are going to to raise the price. So then the, the six Apple you're going to buy is $2. And then the seven Apple probably is $4. So in this case, right, without a market maker or a middleman to maintain the demand and supply, buyer will keep, will keep buying the, the Apple with a higher price and vice versa the seller will keep selling the, 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 the apple at a lower price if there's no market-making service. So in, in short, uh, we need this market-making service to enhance the order book, uh, the buy-side order book and then the sell-side order book to maintain the liquidity and allow users to offload their, their, their tokens or, the, or, or new uh, investors, if they want to buy a chunk of uh, FX token, they can maintain at a stable price. Not, not really like the first two chunks are, you know, $1 uh, per, per token. And then the second chunk will go up to, uh, let's say, $2. So if that's the case, this will scare out, out a lot of investors saying that, well, the liquidity might not uh, be stable. So probably this is not the right token. We should go into it. And uh, and that's uh, and then when we are doing a finance uh, classes uh, you know during my uni time right um, my professor always saying that not not only look at the price itself but also look at the liquidity. If the market is not deep enough, means that you are not really buying the right stuff. So that mindset always uh reminds us of my uni life and then brings out to my. Uh, career this and that and uh and then after a while um when we are doing this market makings and then uh you know uh the, with the exchange relationship all of that then we have this internal discussion saying well is it i think it's a chance you know we we need to uh 
invite uh, external market makings uh, instead of the organic growth to speed up the process. And when I bring this uh, bring this proposal um, to internal and then uh, then people might then then interestingly uh, you know our internal committee they, they, they feel this might be a good idea. And then very coincidentally uh, we have chronos uh, which happen you know to see FX as a you know as a potential I would say. So yeah so I think why not we, we let uh, chronos to, to, to talk about you know the, the the proposal and then the benefit of being uh make, providing market making service to uh to FX and then how can uh, FX committee like me like David like like any one of you uh how can we benefit from it and then uh, what are the risks what are the benefit and then why uh, the six point eight million loans uh, make sense and justifiable. Good, thank you. Do we have someone from Kronos here who'd like to uh, talk about uh, the proposal? Hi, David. I think I'm the right person to do that. Good. Hi, Hi Ben. Welcome. Hi. Uh, maybe, well, thank you, first of all, for the, the great introduction of uh, buying and selling apples. Uh, I just <laughs> wanted to maybe give some background context uh, on Kronos Research uh, for people who are unfamiliar with the name. Uh, it's a quantitative trading firm, which means they trade only using computers, right? And they were founded in 2018 uh, by some Wall Street veterans, Jack Tan and Mark Pimentel, who at the time made a pretty big jump going from Wall Street traditional markets into crypto. A lot of people said that that couldn't be done uh, because of the immature markets and exchanges, uh, but they quickly proved them wrong. Uh, and then around 2019, 2020, uh, they incubated another network called Woo Network, which is somewhat like a, a liquidity provision platform for different exchanges and wallets. Uh, so my role uh, is split between uh, Woo Network, uh, where I'm the marketing VP, uh, and then Kronos Research. Uh, the thing with market makers is they're traders, but they're not the traders that you might be familiar with who sit around looking at charts, drawing lines and making trades. They're more like computer programmers who they write software that knows how to trade. So that's one of the reasons why I do a lot of the uh, upfront work for them uh, because I'm more comfortable communicating. Uh, I'm not a computer programmer. Uh, so uh, yeah, and that's why I'm very active in the governance forums, not, not only yours, but a lot of other ones, including Paraswap, DYDX, and a lot of big name uh, DeFi governance forums, uh, also including our own, uh, the WuDAO, we have our own governance forum. So watching this call, I actually recognize a lot of the issues that you know we go through, uh, and it's really positive to see that your community, uh, the participation is very active. Uh, so that's that's quite encouraging and one of the reasons we're glad to be here. Uh, so I guess maybe now I could follow up, if if you don't mind, on what Danny was explaining about, you know, what is market making? Uh, what is our role here? Uh, so uh, is this a good time for that, David? Perfect. Okay, awesome. So I think Danny did a good job, but I'll, I'll try to make it a little more simple. Uh, I mean, market making is essentially just putting... Uh, buy orders and sell orders about the same ratio, the same distance from what we call the midpoint, right? So that way, if anybody wants to buy, they can. If anyone wants to sell, uh, they can do that as well. 
Uh, now, the advantages I think Danny made pretty clear for the user who may be on this call, it's very direct. If you want to buy or sell, you can get a, uh, a much better price, regardless of what your action is. Uh, and if you're a big institution, which Danny hinted at with his university life story, you'll look at these assets and you might be looking for a, a cryptocurrency that, you know, you believe in it. But when you see the liquidity, you know that you're not going to be able to put a lot of money into it. Uh, and then if the markets start moving and you want to exit your position, you're not going to be able to do that either. So it's just too risky. The risk tolerance for these institutions, they'll avoid assets that have low liquidity. So that's a second benefit that won't directly uh, benefit the listeners here, uh, but it will improve, I guess, the token liquidity for, for FX. Uh, a third one that's kind of indirect is when you have this liquidity, people are buying and selling it a little more frequently. Uh, and that increases your token volume, which makes you more attractive as an ecosystem to centralized exchanges and wallets and anyone who thinks, okay, if we you know, put the FX token on, uh, you know, there's people buying and selling it. We can earn, we can earn money here. This is a good deal. So that's kind of a, a, another benefit that gets lost in this. Um, two quick things I want to make perfectly clear that uh, established market makers do not impact the price at all. They are market neutral, which means uh, they're not pumping it and they're not dumping it. Right. Uh, maybe that doesn't go for all market makers, but for the top market makers with a strong reputation, uh, which I consider us to be one, uh, that's, that's very true. Uh, and a second point is that uh, market makers do not wash trade to increase the volumes, right? So uh, the, any increases in volume will be because the token is simply more tradable. Uh, okay, so I think that's kind of the basics of what we're doing and, and how it will benefit the FX holder and trader. And uh, you guys might be wondering, like, why are we doing this? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I think two or three years ago, uh, you know, these kind of quantitative trading firms were more than happy to sit on centralized exchanges. Uh, and there was no need for loyalty. There was no need for anything because you just trade whatever had volume, whatever was hot. Uh, and, and that was fine, right? But we're coming to a different era, I think, with DeFi and you have governance forums uh, and you have, well, you have decentralized exchanges as well. Uh, so you can't get too comfy uh, and you need to make alliances out in uh, the, the broader ecosystem. Uh, and on top of that, there's just more players. So we're, we're always looking to diversify the business models. Uh, so one of the ways we do that, uh, we have an investment fund called Cronus Ambrosia. Uh, so that's always looking for early stage startups that they can invest in. And one of the ways you get to good projects is by having a good reputation, right? These are two things that uh, are very are very linked. Uh, so uh, this market making service is essentially an extent, you know, it can extend to that. If there's a small project that we want to support, we can also do market making service. Uh, so all of this links into now we have this more complete uh, ecosystem uh, instead of just this trading firm on a few CFI exchanges. Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of why we're here. Uh, the there are some, some risks, obviously, which you might be concern, uh, questioning, right? Um, the risks, obviously, for FX Foundation is that we you know, are not good on our promise to return the funds. Uh, and I guess what I would say to that is the reason we would, uh, you know, well, one, we're very trustable because we trade uh, anywhere from $5 billion to $20 billion per day on CFI platforms, right? So 
this is a very uh, mature and established uh, process, right? Uh, we didn't, uh, and another thing that I would say is one of the reasons, like I said before, our reputation is very important to us. One of the most interesting uh, ways that we can you know, show our reputation is on DYDX, which is a public uh, futures perpetual swaps uh, trading platform uh, operating on Starkware. And their market making scores are public. So you can see who has the most consistent uptime uh, and the, uh, the best liquidity, essentially. And so we have the uh, have been pretty consistently the number one market maker in DeFi since it launched last summer, uh, uh, up there with a, a few other market makers such as Wintermute, which you might have heard of. Uh, but Kronos Research is usually uh, one or two. And the the perk of being a designated market maker is you're allowed to borrow for free on their platform. Uh, and if we were to ruin our reputation here, uh, then that would have a chain effect, right? Suddenly people are, would not want Kronos Research marketing, market making on their platform. Uh, these smaller projects would not want us investing. It would cause a lot of damage to the company. Uh, so we, we have a very big incentive to do good upon our promises and to, uh, you know, fulfill, fulfill the terms of the proposal, essentially. A second thing that is important, uh, and sorry, I've been talking for quite a while here, that, like the, this is not without risk to the market maker because it's not very easy. Uh, if it were easy to be a market maker, a lot of people would do it. Uh, but the, the risk obviously is you're, you're taking, you're essentially doing what the market is not doing. So if everybody is buying, then you have to sell. And if everybody's selling, then you have to buy, right? So if conditions go the wrong way, uh, it's very easy to lose money on every trade. Uh, so our years of experience, uh, our investments in infrastructure, uh, hiring, training, all these sort of things, uh, you know, allow us to, to minimize that risk, but that risk is still ever present. So it's not like we're getting this free loan uh, from the foundation and then just earning a bunch of profits on it and giving it back, right? I mean, there's a, there's a risk we're taking uh, and we, uh, we believe obviously that we are one of the top candidates to do it. Uh, but that's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, there are two parties in this arrangement. Uh, FX is taking a slight risk by lending to us. And then we are taking a slight risk by doing this service. Uh, the number we requested was 6.8 million. We did not pull this number out of thin air. There is a formula that our trading team, they look at a number of factors, including the liquidity on each of these uh, exchanges. Uh, the number of uh, exchanges you need to trade on. And so it's a very simple formula. If you want to add more exchanges in the future, uh, we can also calculate that. Um, also, it's worth noting that this, these, these FX tokens uh, are the ones that we will be on uh, the sell side, but we're also bringing our own stable coins to be on the buy side. Uh, so that is another uh, risk we are also taking. Um, and... And yes, so it's definitely a, a, a two per, uh, parties here, uh, and both of them are working to make this arrangement work. So, uh, yeah, I think I've talked for a long time. I don't want people falling asleep. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll just stop here and see if there's any questions. We do have some questions. I see one here. How long would it take, if the proposal passes, for Kronos to get everything in place and therefore increase liquidity for FX? Also, will you support all FX pairs or selected ones? That, yeah, that's a good question. 
according to the proposal, uh, there were three uh, places that we originally put. It was Coinbase on the FXUSD pair, BitThumb on the FXKRW pair, and Upbit also on the FX uh, BTC pair. These are what we determined were the three most popular uh, trading pairs, where a lot of what we call like price discovery happens there, where you want the most liquidity. Uh, and then after the, uh, we're in the forum talking and people said, well, what about KuCoin? We really want KuCoin. So we added that one to the proposal as well. Uh, so it would be those four uh, places. How long would it take to get everything in place? That's a great question. I know that uh, that's probably something for our infra team, but the first three shouldn't be any issue at all. I mean, uh, actually, you know, Neil, you're also on this call. Neil is also from Kronos. Do you have a better answer to that before I say something that's not completely accurate? Yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Neil from Kronos team. I'm uh, mostly on uh, BD side, so I maybe know more details than Ben here. Yeah, uh, as the proposal uh, passed, uh, I think uh, we can uh, launch, you know, uh, three of three or four pairs uh, we proposed there. Uh, only, I think, with uh, uh, someone, we need more time on the uh, account creating. You know, the Korean uh, has very strict uh, trading policy, uh, crypto trading policy. So we need more time to uh, work, it out, work it out. Yeah, and uh, for Coinbase and uh, like KuCoin, we are, you know, the most, uh, one of the most active traders uh, there. So I think we can uh, start as soon as possible. Uh, we uh, got approved uh, from committee members. Yeah. I'm glad you're here, Neil. That was a good answer. Uh, here's a, oh, Sorry, a question from the uh, from the community. Since the loan will be contracted for one year, what are the specifications for the repay? Will it be paid back in FX or the USD equivalent or other? What will happen if the market goes way down, like in a 95% bear market? Will this have influence on the repay? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I can answer this question as well. Uh, like, uh, we, uh, we make a... Uh, uh, three core options uh, with uh, function X community or uh, fun, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, someone, if you know, core option is like a, a, a buy option, right? So uh, we may uh, return back uh, original amount of FX token in one year, or uh, we may return uh, stable coins, uh, but in uh, uh, by the strike price, uh, yeah. So uh, it it it, tem uh, it depends on the the price, uh, the, the the market price uh, when our service uh, is over. So if it's uh, higher than uh, strike price, uh, we will return uh, stable stable coins. But if if it is lower than strike price, then we, we, we will repay uh, the 6.8 million FX tokens. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's the answer.
Uh, also, there, oh, I just want to add on to that. At the end of the year, if the agreement's going well, then there's also the possibility we just extend. Correct, Neil? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we will work work out another, you know, renew the the proposal. Yeah. Mm. So this proposal, yeah, this proposal is only for uh one year. Yeah. Mm. Um, just to extend uh, Neil's uh elaboration. Um, just to be very clear, um. It will be, I mean, obviously the strike price uh, will be higher than when we loan it to Kronos. So yeah. it's definitely more expensive than when we loan it to Kronos. So um, so I think the, the onus is for the price to go up so that Kronos wants to exercise um, the options uh, so that they paid back in a US dollar, but at a rate where it is also higher than what we lend it to them. Uh, so I think that uh, is something that uh, we fought for and Kronos agrees. Uh, sure. Our question, will progressive reports be given to the function X DAO? Apparently people have asked that in the, in the forum as well. Progressive reports from Kronos in terms of, of uh, their activity and the results. I think we will tag Ben and New all the time on Twitter and forum to make sure they <laughs> they update us all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think the the progress report uh probably not not daily, right? Ben needs to sleep, right? Well, mm -hmm. probably a, a a monthly report. Some things uh should be I think should be reasonable. Maybe we don't want to like add Ben every day. Hey Ben, how's the progress every day? <laughs> yeah. Neil, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Sorry, can you, can you re repeat the question? Actually, uh, uh, since I, I asked it initially, uh, my uh, concern was to uh, get some uh, reports back from uh, Kronos about the, the way uh, the liquidity is uh, being used. And uh, of course, I was not talking about uh, an everyday report because I think you've got uh, a lot of things to do. Uh, I was more thinking about a monthly report or trimester report. I mean, since we're just talking about a one-year uh, loan, um, I, I think that even once every three months would be good to know. Uh, one other uh, question I had uh, beside that was, uh, I just understood uh, how uh, you were uh, remunerating yourself uh, when the market was climbing. But I still don't understand how uh, Kronos is getting uh, money out of it uh, if the market is crashing. I mean, if the market is climbing, I mean, if it's bull, uh, I'm just assuming you're going to sell more at a higher price and, uh, and then get uh, your money out of it this way. But if the market is crashing, uh, could you explain us uh, how, how you're remunerating uh, your teams from that? Okay. I think uh, this, uh, do you want to talk the first question yeah, about yeah, yeah. the progress yeah. reports? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will ask the uh, answer the first question, like about the monthly report. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we uh, we have a an excellent, you know, uh, maintain um, maintenance uh, service for uh, our uh, clients. So we will provide a daily. Uh, Maybe a daily data bot uh, on Telegram to you know to uh, maybe to FX team uh, yeah because it's, it's uh it's not a very 
public one, but it, it will uh, there will be some you know uh, data to show that, and also we will provide a public uh, monthly report uh, to uh, FX uh, community. Then you can check uh, what's going on and uh, uh, do we uh, fulfill the KPI uh, and uh, the volume uh, we trade we traded. Yeah, so I think you don't need to worry about that. Okay. Uh, and the second one, I mean, in terms of like market makers uh, have a, a small spread, which is the difference between the, 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 the buy or the sell order and the midpoint. Uh, so anytime there's really high volumes, it's possible to, to earn uh, from, from these activities. So volatility is not a bad thing because usually with volatility, there's a lot of buying and selling happening. Right. And then, Maybe the price goes down, but then it bounces and then, you know, people aren't really sure what they want to do. So they're buying and selling. Right. So uh, for generally speaking, market makers are very happy on very volatile days. Right. It's when it's going really flat and nothing's happening. Nobody's crossing over. Right. That's when no money is really being made. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, if the market just crashed to, to, to you know, zero or something, it would be it would be it would be bad. But. In generally speaking, that the like the risk management like that that Cronus would have would you know prevent them from getting completely blown out by a move up or down. Would you agree, Neil? Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions for Ben and Neil? Thank you very much for for being willing to open yourselves up to to the community. No, I mean, it's important we realize transparency is the way a lot of these deals are going to work, right? So, uh, I mean, that, that can be our edge even, you know, because we are willing to do this. And we, we believe that, uh, you know, if we do this right and we're transparent and we work well with the community, uh, then it can be a really positive relationship. So, uh, you know, we have experience with our own DAO. Uh, so we know exactly what the community is, is worrying about and thinking about. So hopefully we address some of that today. I think you have. Are there any other questions or, or comments? Zach, Danny? All good. Uh, uh, and Danny. Yeah, so I awesome. Yeah, so I was just so I just uh probably not a question, but a comment. So um so I mean, you know, back to my uni, you know, histories, you know, and classes and my CFA examination. So um yeah, liquidity is something very is 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 I mean, a a asset a, an an asset worth uh one million dollars with no liquidity is actually just worse as uh a a a an asset worth nothing. So um so I I really believe when uh you know external parties which you know a reputable market makers can join uh the crowd then we'll make and hopefully. Um, after Kronos join, uh, you know the crowd. We can invite more external, uh, parties to join the crowd as well. So then can make the whole FX token markets, uh, become more liquid, and then, you know, uh, and then become more reputable, and then let the uh, institution investors or you know some whales to come in and buy sell as they wish. So, uh, you know, close the gap. Uh, like we say, close the gap. Ex uh, you know, protect your position, uh, should be able to, uh, 
to to achieve in in the near future. Yeah. So lastly, uh, is there anything you want to add, uh, David or or Zach? Ah,、uh, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I'm really so. I'm really very excited about uh, uh, about the the potential of having uh, uh, a market maker like Chronos、uh, as 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 part of the whole ecosystem. I think it's going to be a really healthy trend for us. So, if there aren't any other questions,、um, I I have one thing. I have one thing.、Um, yes, guys, for those of you who have not voted,、uh, please vote.、Uh, the proposal hasn't passed yet, so we need to get it through. Yeah. Please do, please, please do vote. Appreciate it. Okay, if there's no other questions, then、uh, thank you everyone for joining, and、uh, we'll、uh, we'll meet again soon. Wait,、uh, I had the last one actually about governance. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry.、Uh, okay.、Uh, yes,、uh, it, it's not about uh, this uh, proposal nine. Of course, everyone, please vote. <laughs>、uh, I think everyone's <laughs> waiting for that. Uh, yeah, I was. I, I wanted to talk about、um, governance and uh, especially uh, the some confusion that might be between uh, the uh, ecosystem genesis fund and the community span pool、uh, that is available on the、uh, FITSCO、uh, blockchain. Uh, the uh, community span pool is dotted of、uh, around thirty、uh, million FX currently.、Uh, I've seen that the. Proposal、uh, issued by Kronos was、uh, proposed to be uh, uh, taken off the、um, EGF. However, I, I just want to make things clear. I don't know if it's going to be funded by the EGF or by the community spend pool. If the EGF is going to reimburse the community spend pool by doing a donation into the community spend pool, I mean, I, it's a pretty technical question actually, but、uh, I think it's important. Hi. Uh, very good questions, actually. So, um, so okay. So, uh, before I dive into this particular matter, so, um, so let's you know let's do a revision. How many pools do FunctionX Foundation or the committee has? <laughs> okay. So, first thing we have this EGF fund. So, which is uh, sort of like controlled by uh the foundations or or not really controlled is custodian by the 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 foundations too, and then. Uh, decided by the governing votes to do uh to spending on marketing, you know, exchange these things, or any other uh you know activities that the community thinks is fit to use that, and then the secondly is uh the 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 community spend pool. So um so the community spend pool is something works this way. So where a everyone knows uh the validator notes actually do a. Uh, block creation for every blocks, right? So for every blocks that creates a new tokens, so for every tokens, for every uh fresh tokens being generated from the block, right? Actually, according to um、uh, the the current system, twenty five percent of them will go into a what we call a community tax pool. So uh that community tax pool or the community spam pool is that um、uh, is that what we are referring to just now? So currently, I think, uh, that community spend pool is around uh twenty five or thirty million, uh, somewhere around that. So uh, so what we are talking today is uh is the community spend pool. So that particular pool needs to go through the proposal vote, uh, to un to to be able to unlock. So uh. 
so um yeah so to to so to answer your questions uh so we will directly uh uh sort of like draw the funds from the community spend pool um to Kronos to to make a loan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fully understood that because uh, that's the way the blockchain works. But um, initially, uh, the the proposal was uh, mm-hmm. described as being taken off the EGF. And my uh, question is: Is the EGF going to reimburse the community spend pool by making the donation, or will the EGF uh, stay as is, and the community spend pool oh. only will be used? Uh, so basically, uh, we will. I think there's some mistake there. So, um, so there are two scenarios. So, firstly, is uh, I I have to check the code itself whether we can directly use the use a a a a community spam pool. If not, then we probably will need to have another proposal, uh, to draw the fund from EGS spam pool and then to reimburse uh uh sorry the community spam pool to reimburse uh the the EGF pool. Hmm. I think ultimately, uh, the principle we are talking about is that uh, the funds uh, is coming from the foundation slash the company. Uh, and we have used uh, the community span pool slash EGF interchangeably to refer to where we want to take the money from. Um, so uh, French X-Core, you asked a very good question. Where do we want to take the money from ultimately? Uh, and as Danny said, uh, perhaps the best pool to draw it from is the community spend pool. Uh, but I think whether it's from the community spend pool or the EGF, we should be very clear. Uh, and ultimately, wherever we draw from, uh, it is still from the foundation uh, and spent for um, uh, with Kronos. Okay, French core. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. I, I, I think that's becoming too technical, maybe, and we might discuss about that uh, uh, aside. Uh, what what's very very important to uh, to me, at least uh, to our team, is uh, to make sure that there's no confusion between EGF and community spend pool. Those are two different things. One is controlled by the FX Foundation. The other one's supposed to be controlled by the community, even if it's not totally uh, right now. But uh, but it's important to keep those two uh, side by side. And uh, and when uh, stating uh, about when talking about proposals, really mm-hmm. say whether it's funded by the community spend pool because mm-hmm. it will always be, since that's the only way the cosmos uh, any cosmos based blockchain operates. But maybe you can on your own because you control it uh, donate uh, the equivalent from the EGF uh, to mm-hmm. the community spend pool, and you donate back. The difference is mainly that. Actually, what's going into the community spend pool will be reused later on for order uh, proposals mm-hmm. and uh, will be controlled by the community. And from a government perspective, that's completely mm-hmm. different from a fund that is uh, controlled by the team only. But mm-hmm. that's a very, very good right, point. Right, right, mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. it's not very important because even the community spend pool, I mean, we rely mostly on the team in order to vote as well. I'm not talking about the validators, I'm talking about delegators, but we rely on the team to approve those proposals because otherwise there's no way we can reach current. But still, I mean, if we think about the future of the blockchain, I think this community spend pool will be uh, paramount 
to the good operation of the blockchain. Hmm. I agree. Agree. Hmm. Okay. Thanks again, everyone. Thank you. You 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 always raise really excellent points, whether in the forum or or here. Thank you very much. And it's the first time that I've heard your voice. Actually, there was a question about whether you were a man or a woman until <laughs> just now. <laughs> I, I don't expect to change sex very soon, but uh... <laughs> I, actually, someone commented that maybe you you were using a voice modulator, so we didn't know. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I, I'd I'd like to. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for, as always, uh, you know, participating in this. I'd like to, a special thank you to, uh, to Ben and Neil uh, for joining on and also again to, to Richard uh, for, for giving us a good, uh, a good overview of the, of the guidelines. And if there's any other comments, questions, not, then, uh, then until next time, everyone take care. Again, thank you for joining in. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you.